welcome back to Bible study. See, I'm smiling. We're in Galatians chapter 5. It's a wonderful, wonderful chapter. What a relief. <laughs> welcome back to John Campbell. There it was. Thank you. I'm going to read this morning for a change um, from the New King James Bible, Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. And John, you'll pray. Yeah. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Indeed, I, Paul, say to you that if you become circumcised, Christ will profit you nothing. And I testify again to every man who becomes circumcised that he is a debtor to keep the whole law. You have become estranged from Christ, you who attempt to be justified by law. You have fallen from grace. For we, through the Spirit, eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything, but faith working through love. Abba Father, we want to thank you for this epistle to the Galatians. We want to thank you for this momentous work of the Spirit worked at the pen of Paul. And this, this foundational but hugely important passage that we've just read. Help us, Lord, to, to expound it, Lord, according to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Guide us, I pray, by your Spirit. Let our words be the words that you put into our mouths. And Lord, bless the viewers, Lord, as they hear, whether they're hearing now or whether they're hearing at some point in the future. Open the ears of their understanding, Lord. Open their ears and the eyes of their understanding. They will hear what the Spirit of God is saying. Lord, I just ask this in the name of Jesus. Mm. Amen. 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 So I have ringing in my ears um, that chorus that says, It is for freedom that Christ has set you free, no longer to be, I think, um, chained to a chain of slavery or something. And in his presence, we have this victory. It's mm. wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful yeah. song. It's wonderful. Which I've just ruined. It, I, it <laughs> is wonderful, but I wonder how many understand what they're singing. I think exactly. That, that's the oh yeah, we've jigged to that immediately. song. Oh, we've jigged to that song for years, but yeah. now we know because yes. we've just spent I don't know how many um, yes. uh, Bible studies on that previous chapter. It's a wonderful, and it's quoting from my New International Version. And you said to me, Derek, you thought it's it's yes, almost so a better the new, rendition. The NIV makes it clearer, and I think it's based, it, it is correct. It, yeah. you, um, and so it will yeah, I'll read it. I mean, to hear it from the yeah. New International. Okay. And it, because um, the, the, one, the New King James, it kind of bundles it together into one sentence, yeah. whereas the NIV separates it, and I think it's true to the Greek, that there is a statement and then um, a command, if you like, that comes yeah. after yeah. the statement. Yeah. So, um, here we go, we've just been reading it, but let's have a go again. This is New International Version. Um, freedom in Christ is the title of the chapter, and it says, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free, full stop. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again 
by a yoke of slavery. Yeah. It, is, it is quite clear, That's you know, clear it easy. hits it very clearly. What I absolutely love is that, um, well, it just has echoes. I asked you before, where's that verse? And it's in Ephesians where it says that the Lord, and Paul's quoting uh, a prophecy, but um, he, he led captivity captive. Mm. So in, in other words, it's for freedom that Christ has set us free. Uh, and, and then that, the other way of looking at it, the Lord led captivity captive. It's all about, you know, what, what are you captive to and what are you free? Mm. What, are you, what, what is the freedom? What is the captivity? Yes, mm. and, and I would say from that verse, and that statement is, is very important. For freedom, Christ has set us free. Mm. And I think there's a hint there that there are two freedoms. Mm. That, that are worth looking at. To re, you know, it's, it's, freedom sounds wonderful, but what do we actually mean by it? Because I don't think it means freedom point. to do whatever we like. Well, that's the problem which with is, the West, isn't it? You know, if I can say, yeah. you know, they, they, they want freedom, you know, and everyone's talking about freedom, but um, Freiheit or whatever. Yeah, um, it, but is it freedom to sin? What, what is the freedom? Freedom to be enslaved by sin? I, yeah. Summed up in Romans 5.1, I think. Here with this is Galatians 5.1, Romans yeah. 5.1. Well, yeah. if I just read yeah, it. please. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have grace by faith into this grace in which we stand. Yeah. And, and, so and the freedom is the grace. It's standing. It's freedom from the wrath of God. Mm. That's what we're free from. That's the liberty. No longer are we going to be subjected to or on the, uh, to the wrath of God. Mm. And that is extraordinary. And I would say there was two, okay, and that's, that's the first one. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that's, that comes first. Yeah. We, I would put it, I would put it this way, we are set free from the law which is to be set free from the wrath of God, yeah. to be set free from this external requirement whereby we must keep all these things to have God's favour, to have God's acceptance, and to live under that burden. Uh, it's a freedom of the conscience yeah. mm. from the guilt of sin. Mm. And therefore, when we are justified by faith through, through grace, praise God, uh, through faith alone, we are, there is no condemnation. And therefore, it's a freedom of the conscience from the guilt of sin, all right? And, and that is wonderful. Yeah. Because now we are accepted by God unconditionally. We are justified by faith. We have peace with God. Yeah. And, and that is the, f the first freedom. Yeah. And that's the foundation freedom. Yeah. Yeah. And, and when he says, for freedom Christ has set us free, that's Christ has set us free from the law, that's the context, that's isn't the context. it? Yeah, that's but right. he's also saying he set us free from the law, from this external requirement to be accepted by God. I've got to do all this, this, yeah. that, and the other. But I have been set free for freedom, yeah. for a life of freedom. Yeah. Now, the second kind of freedom is freedom from sin. That's right. Or, which is the, so the law and sin are bondage. Or our captivity, and we're yes. There, free. So there are two. So two and things can hold us into bondage. One is this: the external law, and the other one is indwelling sin in mm -hmm. the sin nature, mm -hmm. or or the flesh. 
yep. it's also yep. called. And, and that can hold us into bondage. Yep. So it's the biblical freedom is not just freedom just to indulge my flesh as I please. <laughs> yeah. um, yeah. But there, the second freedom, so the first one was to do with justification. The second one's to do with sanctification. First one is to do with freedom of the conscience from the guilt of sin, which, praise God, yeah. is done. But the second one is freedom of the will from the bondage to sin. Or even, the f really, the, you could put it this way, the greatest freedom is to freedom from self. Yeah. Freedom from selfishness, freedom from, you know, um, myself. That's a big one, isn't it? Yeah. yeah because you take yourself wherever you go. That's right. And what he's going to make clear in this chat, and the movement is towards this life of freedom, which is only possible through the Holy Spirit, through the grace of God in us. It's the Holy Spirit that sets us free. And so that's why Paul says, being set free from the law, actually, that is a necessary thing that must happen. You have to be justified by faith first. Now you come into the realm where you can access the grace of God, Romans 5.1, to live by the Spirit. Yeah. And that's sanctification. And then through the Spirit, we, we are set free from self. We are set free from the power of the flesh. We can start experiencing freedom. And if I was to say, what, what is freedom? What is freedom for a bird? It, it's to be Uncaged. Who God made him to be. Yeah. A bird in a cage is not really for free, of course. It's got the external constraint. And it can't, but also if it's got a broken wing, it's not free. That's right. And it's free when it can be and do what God made it to be. And so we are free when we're just sinning as we please. We're not actually free. Absolutely. We're in terrible bondage. Yeah. But when we are being the we were made to glorify God. We were made to please God and glorify God and have His Spirit filling us and, and moving in His Spirit. And when we are moving in the Spirit like a fish moves through water or like a bird moves through yeah. the air, we are free. We are being who God made us to be. And I, I think that's joy. Joy is when we are fulfilling God's pleasure and being the person we were made to be. Wonderful, Derek. I, I, I always don't want to interrupt you when, you know, so eloquently, you know, uh, put. It's, it's so a, uh, thrilling. It, yes, this, is, this is such an important point. Yeah. And, and, and whereas the NIV is a better translation, what I like about the, the, the way it's rendered in the New King James is, it, it, although it's better rendered to you, mm. is that it starts with stand fast. Mm. This, is, this is not just stand. This is an instruction yes. to stand fast to in this something. liberty. You have to, as it were, aggressively stand fast mm. because you have an opposer. Yeah. Uh, your opposer is the flesh. Now, I, I just know that people at home or wherever they are who are watching this program have heard what Derek said and said, hallelujah, but how do I do it? How do I free myself from the guilt that comes on every time I blow it? And how do I move in this freedom? Well, I think that's an important question. Yeah, I think we, we need to address it. And, and, and unless you get hold of grace, I can't tell, you will never be free from guilt unless you really understand that you can sin from today until you die and God will not 
accuse you of anything. Mm. You will never be free from what you're trying to be free of. Yeah. It's knowing that he does not accuse you, that he's still like the, the, the father to the prodigal son. When he moment he sees you, throws his arms around you and calls out the fatted calf. You will never be free from what's That's holding true. you in bondage. It's the fact in something which is our action, positive yes. action. The, well, the thing is you will never be free of guilt until you know that you're not accused. Mm. That's right. And once you know you're not accused, you will, perhaps not immediately, stop being in bondage to the sin that you're in bondage That's to. It. You will begin to move out mm. and away from what has mm. held that, you in bondage. But it's so important but to you understand you do have that, to sort of, as it were, stretch your wings. You, you do. do have to you start do. moving. But you have to freedom. understand what has happened. It is it. momentous, this that's thing. It. And that's why he's been... The legalists hate it. Mm. Yes. Hate this argument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's the truth. Yeah, absolutely. That's why Paul built the foundation on justification. Yeah. Because you can't start the sanctification no. until that is established in your heart. That's right. They have been forgiven. Because until that is established, you're going to keep trying in your flesh. That's right. To please God, to keep the law in that. And you're still going to fail and you're constantly going to be guilty because the, the, the devil or your flesh will tempt you and immediately the devil will say, see, yeah. see, call yourself a Christian and make you feel down and dirty and awful and rotten. But the yes, Lord's so not doing that. Throw down the shackles, as yeah. it were. <laughs> yeah. um, but there, there is always this, so the enemy is always trying to reverse Yes, isn't he? And so yeah. um, we nearly got onto it last week, where you where you quoted from um, Martin Luther uh, in in Psalm two. So the devil says, "Oh, the shackled is the let's say the Christian position. That the shackle is 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 God's you know plan of salvation. Liberate yourself from that, and and you get into this false freedom. Yes. Yes. The scripture is you know in two Corinthians ten. It's take captive." It's sort of throwing it all around the other way. And we, take process of sanctification, take captive all of those vain thoughts and vain yes. imaginations. And yes. And, and take you, those captive yes. and then, as you say, stand. Yes, but you can only do that if you understand this position of grace. Right. Uh, Otherwise, it's, you know, a, it's the a the law, The power of sin is the law. Yeah. Now, if you are no longer under law, if you're in a different jurisdiction, yeah. a completely different jurisdiction, then the law has no ability to, to, to give power. And, and if you don't understand that, it will continue to do so because it's, it, it's a liar. It, it'll, it'll, it'll muscle in on your space. Am, am I correct to, to, to allude to, to 2 Corinthians 10, where, where he says the weapons we fight with are not the yeah, weapons yeah, you we are. On yeah. the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. And yeah, I you're absolutely um, right. Uh, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. Is that relevant to our Yes, it is. Well, it is, because it all comes down to freedom. This, this freedom, which is only by grace and in, in the grace in which we stand. If you don't understand it, you'll, you'll, you'll use those scriptures to take on the enemy and he'll laugh at you. Yeah. Because you, he'll say, you can't throw that at me because you're still standing in a legalistic position. You're hoping that the Lord is hearing your prayer mm. and that he's going to exercise this against me. But he's not because you've moved yourself from under grace. He won't tell you that, but that's the truth. If you, I, I just I implore people, this has been a revelation for me, not last week, but relatively recent in my Christian yeah. walk, that as you pray, 
you don't have to plead with the Lord to hear your word. He knows your word as well as you. You are covered by grace. Mm. You're in a place where the Lord is not saying to you, I'm not going to listen to that because of what you did last week. But the devil is at the same time trying to say that to you. But you could say, devil, no. I am totally free. I am free under grace. Yes, I did that, what you accuse me of, but the blood of Christ is pleading for me in the courts of heaven. And the finished work of the Son of God has set me free. So away with your accusations, away with your reminding me of what I did last week. I'm standing in the grace of God who does not mm. accuse me and I do not feel guilty. Well done, John. You have to stand in no, it absolutely. and consciously stand absolutely. in it yeah. and it will get better and better yeah, at it. By the way, what's interesting is John, uh, there's a lot of personal testimony in what John's saying, but you know, believers are, are different sort of um, positions, let's say on the spectrum or on, on the continuum of, of being set free, as it were, or stretching their wings. It is relevant to all, isn't it? This, this message isn't just yeah. to those who have a guilt complex. It is actually relevant oh, it's to all. It's foundation, yeah. absolutely foundation. When he says Christ has set you free, yeah. and, and you've got to stand in that freedom, it is first of all talking about the fact of your justification. Yeah. yeah. And that you are free from the law, and you're free from the curse of the law. You're free mm. from the condemnation of the law. Mm. And that is foundational. And, and that is, and, and, and you have to stand on your justification. Mm. And that's like Romans 8.1, you know, he says, and this is the key issue of the Reformation, mm. right? Because in Roman Catholic theology, so you, you have imparted righteousness and you have imputed righteousness. Mm. In Catholic theology, you are justified as a process because the more of Christ's righteousness that's imparted into you, mm. um, on the basis of your righteousness, although you get it from Christ ultimately, but it's your produce, then God sees that and, and, you, and it gives you a bit of justification. And as you grow, yeah. you get a bit more justification. So your standing before God is al always dependent on what is produced by you. And even after death, Luther so saw the, the process continues. Yeah, the Luther saw the, the flaw in that. Mm. And he realized that, no, our justification is based on the imputed righteousness of Christ. It's Christ's righteousness mm. that's put to our account. And that gives us an unconditional legal standing before God. And that's a done deal that sets us free from the law. Mm. Uh, and, and that even if we have the bad day, we still are the righteousness of God in Christ. We are justified by faith. And that, the interesting thing is, you, it shows human flesh is in Romans 8.1. Because this, the, the foundational verse for walking in the Spirit is, therefore there is no condemnation in That's Christ it. Jesus. Full stop. Yeah. But guess what? Mm. They couldn't accept that. I know. So they took a, a line, somewhere down the line, from verse four, and added it into verse one. And so now it yeah. reads, uh, and this is wrong, but there is therefore now com no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus, for those who walk Acc according yeah. to the Spirit and not according to the flesh. Yes. And so that is man. neutralize the truth. Exactly. Yeah, very and, good point. And that, is, that belongs, I think, in verse 4. By the way, I do like, uh, you know, we, um, clear statements that Paul makes, but also dear um, a Watchman Nee, in that little book on Ephesians, sit, walk, stand. Yes. Yeah. So we're seated Very with good. him in heavenly places. We walk in the spirit. Therefore, yeah. stand. Yes. Could I just, but, but I, this, I don't really want to interrupt Derek, but I just um, want to talk we never for a second about this imputed and imparted righteousness. 
Imputed righteousness is clearly not as great as imparted righteousness, if you put this here on the scale. But I put it to you that we have imputed righteousness for, the, for want of a, of a measurement for a millisecond, the moment we get saved. The moment Christ enters us, we have imparted righteousness. He's in us. It That's can't right. be. Now, it's not working itself out in the fullness that it will because yeah. there are filters in the way such as the flesh. But we have imparted righteousness. Let us know that and not think it's just imputed. It was imputed yeah. for yeah. a second. That's a good point. But Christ in us is imparted but and it, nothing it, less. It's not just for a second. Forgive me for... No, okay. I believe we will stand before God for all eternity yes. on imputed righteousness. But yes, I see that argument. Also, I see that. Also, we will have perfect imparted righteousness yes. too. But our legal foundation, our justification, will always stand on his imputed yes, righteousness. Yes, I agree with that. And, but I'm talking about that. I absolutely then, agree with that. You're talking about walking in the then, spirit. Yeah. The, but that millisecond, you're absolutely right. It, it happens in a millisecond yes. and it's ours for all eternity. Yes. Mm. And, and now that is the foundation for imparted righteousness. That's right which we would all normally call sanctification, yes. the work of the Spirit, yeah. making us more and more like Christ. Yes. Mm. But we'll always have that foundation. That found it, yes, I agree with that. And, and that is the, without that foundation, and that, that's why he says in Romans 8, you know, no condemnation in Christ Jesus, full stop. And then he talks about walking in the Spirit. Yeah. But, Could I but just in, interject? So, so it. There, it definitely, I, you know, like John, like all of us, you know, we've had our life experiences. And I, I have obviously been within the evangelical world and uh, there definitely has been a confusion uh, between um, sanctification, which is theologically we understand it, and actually people who are um, working out, as it were, you know, through their own righteousness. There is a kind of, even in evangelical circles, that this, this kind of um, justification by you know, sanctification, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. You're justifying yourself by, um, there was a book written called Extreme Righteousness, and whether you've read it, but, it's, it, it, but it is a warning to, to Christians that you, you, can, you can become pharisaical very quickly, even though you have the cloak of, oh, this is sanctification, you're actually um, falling back into just following the law. Yeah. You've said it a thousand times. One false teaching thought, oh, which some well-known teachers yeah. uphold. If I name names, you'd be surprised. But they will say you get an initial justification by faith, and that's a kind of provisional standing before God. But then you need to produce the works of grace in your life, mm. in imparted righteousness, and, and your ultimate glorification mm will depend on whether you on have your sanctification on your sanctification which is rather than correct. your justification and that is that is very close to roman catholic theology it actually. is isn't it it's, you and, know they confuse sanctification with justification well, they work, do. the more we trust in ourselves for our sanctification mm. um, we are actually in the flesh actually yeah um, we have to learn and to you, you've sit. You've got the outward appearance yes. of being very sanctified, yes. you know, and being sanctified, but you know, inward, you're a whitewashed sepulchre. Well, and, and, <laughs> and I'm afraid, and, you know, the hypocrisy. A moment's thought shows that it must history. be absolute nonsense. Yeah. Because what if you're a deathbed conversion? You know, you really have no time to be sanctified. No. <laughs> um, whereas if you're very young, you've got a 
whole life to work, to work mm. it out. But the fact is, the scripture says that Christ is the guarantee of our sanctification. Yes. So that's the end of it. It's still him. But for those of us who are on earth and have to, you know, walking out and learning, and it's a school. We're in, we're in mm. Christian mm. kindergarten uh, compared with what's yeah. to come. Yeah. And we're being taught and trained in the things of Christ. We are being formed into Christ, as Paul talks about it, forming Christ in us. This is what forms Christ in us as we yeah. do the rest of things we're going to look at in chapter 5. So the freedom of sanctification, just, you, you, uh, just you, summarize it again. You, you talked about sit, walk, and stand. Yes. All right, those are the three postures we have to learn. Yeah. And the In first that order. Yes. The first one is to sit. You, you have to sit, that is, rest, put all your trust in Christ to be made right with God. And, and when you truly have that saving faith, you have trusted in Christ alone. You have, in a sense, you've, you've learned to sit in the grace of God. Praise God. And, and now your walking needs to come out from that sitting. If you're walking in your own flesh to try and justify yeah. yourself from God, you haven't done stage one yet, yeah. which is to learn to sit. Yeah. You receive your justification. There is no condemnation. Now, you have to, there is an enemy that will come along and say, no, you know, it's not that simple. <laughs> yeah. you know? And yeah. that's why you have to stand fast. Yeah. And, and you've got to resist the legalist, the legalism however it's coming at you. That's what he's saying, isn't it? Stand fast yeah. Yeah. in the liberty. Christ has set you free. He yeah. has justified you. You're not under the wrath of God, but you're going to have to stand fast in that yeah. because yeah. the enemy, in through different ways, even respectable Christian so, teachers, will actually try and make, undermine that standing. Yeah. So the Ishmael approach is, is sort of walk, stand, sit. <laughs> Isn't it? It's, it's of, very, yeah. you know, you strive oh, through, no, you, you, you never strive get through, you never get then to you sit. stand you there because you're strong. Yeah. And you, well, you never, get, never to get to sit, or sit. you do sit <laughs> in pride. You know, you sit in your sort of pride because yeah. you fall. You know, it comes before a fall, and then you fall into a chair, so you maybe can sit. Um, but after you've done all the striving, then you take a break. So. But this is, you know, this is, <laughs> I, I keep coming back. So you're right, you never do because, have a chance to. Because I just know. That for most Christians, this, the reality is they're under constant condemnation. They, they read the scriptures, they read Romans 8, but it's not real in their lives. Mm. And it's not real in their lives because of legalistic teaching mm. and, and, and not enough teaching of, of the place of the blood and, 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 and of the place of grace and that we are totally under grace. I, and it seems too good to be true. It seems you too know? good to be true, yeah. And we're all told if it's too good to be true, it probably isn't true. But it yeah. is true. Mm. And, and, and the other thing is, what's your motivation? And, and yeah, if, you, if, you, if you're seated with him, as it were, resting in him, and then you walk, you're, you're, you're walking, your motivation isn't just, oh, that I can become sanctified, you know, and, and look good when, you know, and I can actually work my way up to sitting with the deacons on the platform, you yeah. know, for communion, you know, because I've, you know, made, got through that, the, the process. Is that... Well, our motivation changes that it's all for his glory. You know, that process of sanctification is that yeah. taking the glory from us, which is the motivation of working out your own salvation, the whole thing switches. So we are motivated. We are, everything is as unto him. Mm. You know, we're here for him. We are his inheritance. We, you know, the glory is for him. Yes. You cast your golden crowns, as yes. it were. 
lost in wonder, love and praise. But we, we do, and, and, but we have to be very careful, mm -hmm. and this is only again by understanding, that that itself doesn't become a work. That, yes. that in living our life for him is a work. Yes. Because as I said a few weeks ago, um, you know, it's not that he saved us so that we can work for him. He doesn't need, no. he can do anything he wants. But it's a blessing. He doesn't need us. He, he, he wants us as his family. But the one thing he didn't save us to is so that we can have bright ideas for him. Okay. He wants to live his life through us. Uh, you know, it's Christ in us. It's, it's Galatians 2.20. It's not, not I that live, but Christ in me. What's the motivating force? The mo you know, within us. I mean, I'm not talking about within no, our the flesh. Motivating I mean, within our spirit. It is to give glory to him, to, yes. to bless the Lord, yes. O oh my soul. Yes. And all that is within me, bless yes. his holy name. Yes. That's why the law can never sanctify. That's right. right? Because if you don't accept your justification, yeah. and, you, and there's something in you that, that still wants to justify self, mm. the problem with the law is it can never sanctify you because it, it, it increases your selfishness. Because mm. while you're trying to obey the law, it's all about me and my performance. Yeah. Yeah. And the wonderful thing is the freedom, justification sets you free from the wrath of God, mm. but it also sets you free from yourself so that you can come into the realm of the Spirit. And when, as the Spirit works in your life, He will produce, and we can't really produce it in ourselves, but He'll produce that desire to glorify God. That's, uh, we get set free from ourself. It's not about me anymore, it's, it's about him. Mm. And, and his life flows through, it's like the two aspects are, his life flows through us, yeah. but the direction of that life is, is to glorify God. Mm. And we know that, that God's grace is working in us when our motivation becomes you know, his glory. Mm. And that's a supernatural thing, that's not something that we can no, conjure up absolutely. in ourselves. That's right. Um, Dare, dare I, uh, you know, I could have ended on this, but in Isaiah 40, um, <laughs> this is a message. It, it sort of is all, also in, in Matthew 11, where he says, take my yoke upon yes. you, learn from me. In other words, we're get, it's the Lord that's carrying us, which is what we're saying. He, he's the one. So if, if you read, John, why not, from verse 29, it's the end of... Um, Isaiah 40, that we all know so well, but it's just come to me um, uh, reflecting on what Derek said 29. about us flying out of the cage. Yes. But if, if we're do doing it all in our strength, we're going to grow weary. So I'd start with verse 29. Right. He gives power to the weak, and to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength, they shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. It is it's totally relevant to what we're talking about. Yeah. Completely relevant. Just, uh, you know, and, just and, and it, it is It is what we need to do. It's yeah. to, to, you know. Wait on the Lord, hope on the Lord. Yes, the, it's him in you, isn't it? It's just greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So you don't need to force the issue. Mm which is yeah. the point here, wait on the Lord, whatever it is, mm. whatever. I'm not talking about emergency, we have run away, stop being knocked down by a truck, but, yeah. but in, in life generally, wait on the Lord. Nothing yeah. is so important that you have to run ahead of him. And, and Christ in you, the hope, hope of, of glory. glory. 
the hope yes. of glory. He's in you. Yes. He, 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 it, he gives you the power to do whatever you want to do. He gives it to you. What was that verse in Philippians we looked at? Um, I've just slipped my mind from no. it, where he talks about, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things that Christ has strengthened mm. me. There's nothing you can't do that he's leading you to do. Mm. You can jump off a cliff and you'll die but you're doing that in your flesh. He's not leading you to do it. But there's nothing you can't do that he's leading you to. Anything you feel that, you know, don't, the Lord will equip you. He'll give you all you need to do. It's back mm. to this verse in Isaiah 40. Wonderful. And that, you know, I don't know if I've shared this before, yeah. but when it says, they shall mount up with wings as eagles, yeah. all the translations follow that. And it's a beautiful poetic horse. And it gives us the picture of the eagle flying. But the literally, it says, they shall mount up their wings like eagles. Yep. In other words, if an eagle wants to catch the wind, yep. he will lift up his wings like this in a position yep. so that that gust of wind will, will, will carry him. Yep. And that, it's saying, you wait on the Lord, you position your soul to receive his grace, his strength yep. to fill you, um, rather than trying to flap your way through life. Yeah, it does. Yeah. The new international <laughs> version, again, does say like eagles. Yeah. yeah. So it's not mounting up on the wings of eagles. It's exactly what you said. You're, it's like Mount eagles. Mount up your wings. Like eagles. Lift up your wings. Like eagles. Into yeah. a receiving position. Yeah. And then the spirits will, then will carry you. And then you all mount up in the heavens. But yeah. Um, Law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus will just lift you up over all the other stuff. Holding you down. Sanctification does require our obedience, our cooperation. Mm, yes. But the energy for it, the, the right. life for it, the grace has to come from God. That's mm. different from law keeping. Yeah, sort of it, flapping it, your wings. It's a response to his initiative. Mm, very good. Yeah. You have said that before. Yeah. I didn't want to inter inter wanted, interrupt you. I wanted, it's, that was it's a different say book. it again. It, 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 it's a different book. <laughs> yeah. Same Bible. Um, um, uh, keep going. I don't know if the good. I wanted to share a story from Watchman Nee. Yeah, it might be the right moment. Okay. Um, he was actually he couldn't swim, and uh, he was by 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 the sea, and with a friend who was a, a strong swimmer, and there was somebody drowning out there, splashing around, and so on. And uh, Watchman Nee said to his friend, "You know, why don't go in and save him?" You know, and the, and the guy just stood there and watched this guy flapping around, didn't do anything. And, and the watchman, he said, go on, you <laughs> kind yeah. of thing. I can't do it, you need to do it. And, and he waited a number of minutes before finally the swim, the, his friend went in and saved the guy's life. And, and he said to him afterwards, why didn't you, you know, save him before then? Why did you wait so long? And he said, he, he was a strong man. If I would have gone out to, to save him while he was still flapping around, we would have both drowned. He would have pulled me under. I had to wait until he had, as it were, Used given his energy. Up, used, yeah, given up on his, all, his own striving. Wow. Then I could come and I could save him. Wow. And that's, that's interesting, isn't it? In isn't other words, so yeah. while we're flapping around trying to save ourselves in our own strength, can't get in we, there. we, we can't, can't be saved. We have to come to the end of that and trust in Christ's justification and and accept that and and while we think we can somehow do it in our own strength 
we, we will keep living under law. But once we realize we, we can not contribute anything ourselves, then we can just accept, it's humbling, but we just accept the cross. And he's done it all. We accept it. And now we are free. We are free from all condemnation. Hallelujah. Yeah. And, and we have right standing with God. And, and he's saying in this verse, since you've been set free, mm. why on earth would you want to mm. let someone persuade you back into slavery again? You know, it doesn't make sense, does it? If you were, if you were a slave and you've been set free, mm. and somebody tries to persuade you, you know, why don't you, why don't you go back? You just reminded, you have reminded me <laughs> of a time when I couldn't swim, and my dear sister Naomi um, used up in the swimming baths in Barrow and Furnace. I remember right in the deep end, come on, I'll, I'll help you across. And then in the middle of the deep end, I started to panic. Mm. And boy, she was really struggling because I was flapping, yeah. you know, pushing her under. And it was very dangerous. 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 Very dangerous. Yeah. Completely couldn't swim. And then, and then I, part of my problem was in my early years at Pilgrim Hall, we had a swimming pool and different church groups would come. And I used to lark around pushing pushing people in. I couldn't swim. <laughs> and then, um, I was quite young, then they grabbed me. <laughs> yeah. These adults, and they took me and they started dunking me. And I don't think I ever recovered from that, mm. whether it's relevant to this. But you know, you can have this phobia of, um, of water. So then I used to just, I learned to dive, but I'd always dive diagonally so I could get to the, mm. I never actually swum for many years, the fear. Sure, it's relevant to some of what you said, John. <laughs> you know, you can be fearful and you, and you think that in your own strength you can't even do it. You don't even try to work out your salvation because you think you can't do it. It's beyond you. Mm. Yeah. So it's not just a matter of trying to earn your salvation, as it were, in the flesh. Uh, some people don't even try. They think it's, it's impossible. They completely missed the point yeah. and they drown. Yeah. Sorry, my, my personal anecdote. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Paul, of course, he, he brings it back again to this issue of circumcision. Have we got to verse 2 yet? Well, I, I, I just, bet we haven't. <laughs> and I, I feel like it's important to mention something because John was saying, you know, there is, you know, we, in reality, it's so clear when we talk about it, but in, in everyday life, there is a spiritual battle, even over this issue of there is no condemnation, you know, and there's something in us still can't quite accept that sometimes. Or, or the devil, and he says, stand. Obviously, you have to stand and resist. Mm -hmm. And it really just fits, what do you do, you know, when that voice comes to you, mm -hmm. saying, you know, you're no good. Surely you don't think God is gonna hear your prayers right now. Yeah. Um, look at the mess you're in, and so on. Mm -hmm. uh, questioning your foundation. And, and um, Revelation 12, verse 10, talks about the accuser of the brethren, which yeah, is Satan. Right, yeah. So his number one job is to accuse you, to bring you into condemnation, so that you doubt your justification. Because he knows if he can do that, he'll paralyze your faith, and you won't be able to move in the spirit. Mm. You know. um, and then it says, they overcame him, the accuser, with the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. Mm. And that's what you have to do. You have to know that the blood of the Lamb has paid for your salvation. You can't add to it. There's nothing you can add by your own goodwill or your good efforts or whatever you might think you can contribute. 
it's done by the blood of the Lamb. You have been justified. It overcame. Right? Yeah, that's but good, because when you think of overcoming, you think of overcoming yourself. But no, yes. by saying you overcome by the blood of the Lamb, that floors by any self-effort. That is. Self -effort. That is. And, and, and some people get concerned because there's nothing in Scripture about pleading the blood. Well, that's perfectly true, there's not. But I, I look at it like this, the blood pleads on your behalf in the courts of heaven. So, and that's a done deal. So you can just proclaim the blood, mm. proclaim the victory of the blood, mm. and then you can use any testimony from scripture you want, you can add to that. You know, five one wouldn't be a bad one. You know, Christ has set me free. I stand in the liberty yes. uh, that he has proclaimed, that he has secured for me. I oh, proclaim blood. the blood of Jesus Christ against the enemy, you know, he can't, he, he, powerful. But, but remember, he's an illegal interloper and uh, he doesn't go the first time you bash him. He pops his head below the parapet and when you turn your back, Pop it's up, up again. <laughs> Popping up somewhere else. Popping up. So you just keep doing it. This, this, this is why you have to stand fast in yeah. the liberty. Keep doing it. Say, no, I proclaim the victory of the blood of the Lamb. Keep saying it because eventually it'll become too much and it'll hop off. This is why you submit to God and resist the devil. You're submitting to the truth of the scripture, submitting to the truth that you do stand in this freedom, in this liberty, that you are, there's no condemnation at all from the, at all. However much you slipped up the day before yesterday, the Lord is not condemning you. He's not accusing you. He's saying to you, my son has paid for that. Mm. And, and that's the truth. And you affirm it with the word of your testimony. Yeah. I like that combination of words because yes. you're not just confessing the scripture, and that's important, because mm. you can't let him have the last word. You need to answer back. Mm. But it's the word of your testimony. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's not just quoting scripture, but it's a testimony is the scripture applies to me. Exactly. The blood avails exactly. to me. Mm. I am justified by faith. That is my testimony. Yeah. I am an overcomer because of the blood of the Lamb. I, even if you feel condemned, you say, no, there is no condemnation for me. And the other Jesus. 12 that's coming to mind, so you've done Revelation 12, is, is you know, uh, Romans 12, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy. And um, so, in view of God's mercy, yes. stand. So, in view of God's mercy, offer your bodies as living sacrifices. Yes. I'm holy and pleasing to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but not in the sense of, it's in view of God's mercy, not in the yes. sense of you're working out your own salvation. Um, uh, uh, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and prove what God's will is, his good, pleasing, perfect yeah. will. The sanctification flows out of the yep. justification. Yep. You have to get the justification clear. Yep. Now you have a foundation for the life in the spirit, for yeah. sanctification. Yeah. Um, and that's, Paul is very clear on that. He, it sort of, it, he sort of punctuates the next verse is by the grace given to me. You know, grace is sort of interwoven mm -hmm. in what we're doing. And without yes. the grace, that's right. you can't do these things. It, Romans 5.10 comes, comes to yeah. mind for, if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God yes. through the death of his son, there's the justification. Yes. Much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved yes. by his life. Amen. There's the sanctification. Awesome. Yes. So it continues to work out in our life. Awesome. As yeah. Derek would say.
And the false teaching, which was the Roman, and still is the Roman Catholic teaching, is imparted righteousness comes first. Mm. Well, in fact, it is all imparted righteousness, mm. really. Mm. Um, um, and, and as you develop your own righteousness, with the help of God, um, you, you increase in your justification. But it is actually by the flesh. Can, can I just interject? Because we, we do every now and again, because we come from Protestant tradition, um, <laughs> you know, say that, you know, that the, the, the Catholic position isn't correct. And I, I have people that have written to me, you're so anti-Catholic. Um, we're just seeking to be faithful to the scripture. And yeah. by the way, if, if we truly believe that this is the truth that sets people free, why would we not Yes. <laughs> you know, talk about it. Yes. It's not, it, it's pro-Catholic. It's pro-Catholic people. Mm. It's pro their, them being liberated, as it were, from the yoke of slavery. Yes. And we're doing it, and I know it can sound very patronizing, but we are genuinely um, speaking these truths, not only for our benefit, but the, for the benefit of all who, who listen. And I don't, it's not we're in this camp, you're in that camp. We're all in the same mm. camp. We want God's word, as it were, That's right. to lead us mm. to all truth. Yes. yes. Yeah. It can be, have some it great can be, Catholic it, friends, and yeah. they say, oh, you're so anti-Catholic. I'm absolutely, I promise you, yeah. those of you who probably don't even watch anymore, mm. but I, I absolutely you know, yearn Yes. I yearn for, for them. Yes. And, and, and for, for anybody to say, as they do, that all Catholics are condemned to going to hell is, is apparent <clears throat> nonsense. Because we but the see doctrine, I think it's good to challenge doctrine, and it's it, not a hateful it's, thing it's, to that's do. That's right. Mm. You're, you're not challenging their belief on the Lord Jesus Christ, which mm. they do, but they have been fed beyond that point, wrong doctrine. Mm. And listen, if error and deception keeps us out of heaven, there are not going to be many of us there. Mm. That's, that's the bald fact. So the Lord has forgiven us. If you believe on him, you believe in his sacrifice, he's forgiven you your error and deception. This is grace. But what he's saying now is learn the truth. Mm. And so all I say to you know, our dear Roman Catholic brethren, just have a tender heart. Have a tender heart and listen to what the Spirit is saying because he wants to lead you into all truth yeah. and, and, and into this so you can experience this freedom which you and I are not saying, the Scriptures are saying it. And, um, and, the, and I know that Derek is, you know, you see, yeah. but you're, you're being accurate. Yeah, you know, many, with all love, you know, yeah. and all compassion. Many Catholics are be, born again because they, yeah. you know, they don't know the ins and outs of, of the Catholic theology. No. Um, they, they believe in Christ, they trust yeah. in Christ, and, yeah. and, and, you know, praise God. Um, but it does help to understand one danger is that they're caught up with this idea that if they need to keep all the rules and so on that come from on high yeah. and, and go through all the processes and, and so forth. And if they do that, then they're going to make it in the end. Yes. That's Project. very dangerous. It is. Very dangerous for this because that, that, that could keep them from trusting Christ. Yes. And, and that's, that's the, so it is loving to warn. Of, it is of, very loving to you know. point these truths out. Yeah, um, it, yeah we, we, we obviously, this is really important, but, but perhaps it's dangerous to air this stuff on air. Mm. The scripture says those... It's never stopped you before, those, John. No, <laughs> those that call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Full stop. That's right. 
therefore, if you are not trusting Christ because of the error of the doctrine that you've been taught, I would suggest that that, that, it, that doesn't mean you're, you're not saved, you are forgiven. You're forgiven the error of your ways. It's a very different thing from choosing to go back under the law of Moses. That is a very different thing because you're looking at an alternate route to, to, to salvation which is, which is, as it were, being condemned as a, as a failure. This is, I'm, I'm thinking on the hoof here, right. you know, a, a Roman Catholic or an Orthodox Christian who has been saved by, because they believe absolutely that Jesus is the Son of God, they believe he died for our sins, but they believe that they have to add to it, because this is what they've been taught. Yeah. Are we saying they're not forgiven that and won't get into heaven because they're not trusting? I don't believe that's right, because I believe that they are forgiven that. The error of their ways, they have been forgiven. They would not have been able to recognise. You're not a universalist. No, no. absolutely not a universalist. You would not be able to recognise Jesus as Lord if it weren't for a work of the Spirit of God <clears throat> in you. Yeah. So, you're justified. You are now in gross error because of the environment in which you're you're living, it, the, it, which is whatever it is, Roman Catholicism or some other form, which is. Not teaching truth. That doesn't mean you're not saved. But what, yeah, there should be this eagerness in you. The trouble is that the legalism of these religions then impose themselves upon you and trap you in this bondage. A, a terrible not, And it's hard to break out of because you're not hearing anything to help you. You're not being given the key. It, the key is all here, of course. You know, that this is the truth. Yeah, terrible. Uh, listen, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to get in a fight over this, and I'm certainly not a universalist. I'm not at all. <laughs> not at all. No. But, but I cannot believe, I really can't, you know, that mm. all Roman Catholics are condemned because they haven't learned to trust in Christ. Yet they have learned to, because they don't understand that, but they have learned, they've called out to him in genuine understanding, as it were, of who he is and what he's done. But they can't put that into their lives because they're not being taught to. And of course, Paul in Galatians is, is writing, you know, right from the beginning of Galatians, um, just agonizing over the fact that they're departing from the truth. It's been delivered to them, yeah. and as it were, the, the enemy's coming in and distorting it and bringing, bringing them back into bondage. Yes, he's saying, why, and you, why are you accepting bondage? You've just been yeah. set free. Yeah. yeah. Why are you accepting the bondage that actually Christ isn't enough for you. you, you and and your, the salvation that Christ gives you is not enough because yeah. now you're going to have to be circumcised. Now you have to keep the law in order to be saved. So it's, it's a denial that Christ is enough for you and you're actually putting yourself back under the bondage of the law again, he says. So he says you have to resist that because otherwise it, it will kill the spiritual life in you. Yeah. But it's Isn't it a bit revealing where you have, they, they say, well, that's their religious order? I think, I think this yeah. is, it is something fundamental here because yeah. they're rejecting the crucified Christ. Mm. And that is, <laughs> we'll yeah. get there. Let's not run ahead of yeah. ourselves, which is a very different thing from thinking 
the, uh, accepting the crucified Christ, but thinking you've got to add something to it out of ignorance and bad teaching. That's a very different thing from, from, uh, from re replacing the crucified Christ with a legal system. That's an entirely different thing. And I think it's important for us to separate those positions in our own minds because the Roman Catholic, by and large, is not rejecting the crucified Christ. It just doesn't understand what happened there because he or she is not being taught it. The Roman Catholic individual, I, yeah. I get what you're saying. Okay, last couple of minutes, Derek. Oh. There must be another nugget Well, he out says there. not to come under a yoke, again, mm. of, of bondage, of slavery, mm. of, a, of a legal system whereby I'm thinking I've got to do this and I've got to do that before God accepts me. Just an interesting angle on that. It's Leviticus 26, 13. I am the Lord your God who brought you up out of the land of Egypt so that you should not be their slave. So it's coming out of slavery. Mm. I have broken the bands of your yoke and made you walk upright. So when you're under the yoke of the law, you're bowed over in shame, in, in fear. God's going to punish me. I'm, I'm not, I'm, I know my, I'm not right. I'm, I'm not acceptable to God. God isn't going to hear my prayers. And it's like your head is bowed, like someone under the yoke. But he says, when God breaks the bands and you realize yeah. there is no condemnation, Wonderful. Mm. then you can hold your head up high. Mm. You know, mm. you can you can, I'm, I'm forgiven. Mm. I'm justified by Christ. I'm clothed in his righteousness. I can come to his throne room and he hears my prayer. Not because I've got a perfect performance in my life. Uh, I've messed up here and there. That doesn't matter in the sense, it does in one sense, but it, it doesn't matter as far as my acceptance with God is concerned. Mm. And we, we've really got to believe that. And yeah. We've got to stand for that and resist all thoughts to the contrary. Yeah. say, no, you're not good enough yet. You haven't got your act sorted out. God isn't going to accept you, you know, maybe in five years' time if you're really good. So important. You know, he says, hold your head up high, spiritually speaking, because that yoke's off you. And do not accept that yoke back on you again. Anything more, John? No, yeah. no, that's it. That got that, me going now. That's really in a nutshell what I was saying beforehand. It, yeah, exactly. It's in a nutshell. And, and, and the Catholic Church and the Orthodox Church, by and large, are still under the yoke. Yeah. This yoke has been put upon them. The devil knows they're free if they're believers, but he's still going to really make their lives tough. I'll just give you this one from, um, from Leviticus. You did 26 and I suddenly think, oh, um, 25, where he says, on the day of atonement, um, verse nine of uh, chapter 25, on the day of atonement, sound the trumpet throughout your land, mm consecrate the 50th year and proclaim liberty mm. throughout the land to all its inhabitants. What a Cancellation one. of What deaths. a wonderful based picture that is. Yeah, the, based on atonement, leading Isn't of captivity captive. And by the way, I was over at a Shabbat meal in Jerusalem and I was asked as the guest of this Shabbat meal, um, I think his name is Rabbi Maklis, um, oh, can you read this scripture for the day? And it was that one. <laughs> Isn't it amazing? Yes. Talking about Jubilee. And I happened to be with a Professor Martin Dent who who started the whole Jubilee 2000 campaign just as an intellectual exercise, and I was able to draw it together. The liberty that comes through the atonement, yes. praise yes. the Lord. Praise Thank God. you very much. See you next week.